0: Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know, straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at Stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at Stillwater.org and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI, Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Megan Kazak, Communications Coordinator for the City of Stillwater. How are we doing today, Megan?
1: Doing good. I'm trying to stay hydrated, you know, drink lots of fluids because they're in like heat warnings, like never ending, but it's great.
0: So does your uh, cat drink a lot of water
1: yeah she does she she drinks a lot of water and she eats a lot of food and that's so, that's her life so yeah so she gets like half of her food in the morning and then half in the evening uh-huh. so trying to keep her you know keep her watching weight and stuff like mm-hmm. that making sure she's making healthy choices for herself and is she and well she was playing a little bit so i was excited to see her active usually she just likes to sleep especially when it's this hot you know it's yeah. like easy to just go find a a dark place and curl up and sleep the whole day. So. Man,
0: that's the life.
1: Yeah, but she, she does have a really difficult time, you know. Mm. So she, when I come home, she always tells me how hard her day was. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and then asks for more food. Yeah. Do you give it to her? Not until, you know, she got to eat it when it's her time to yeah. eat it. So All right. She's so trying to be still strict.
0: Well, Sasha needs to get a I'm being a tiger mom for my cat. You're being a tiger mom for your cat.
1: Awesome. Well, who is our guest today? So today's guest is Stormwater Project Manager Zach Henson. So a little bit, a few facts about stormwater. So stormwater regulations began in 1990 and originally only affected cities with a population of 100,000 people or more. In 1999, the EPA established their final regulations for cities, under 100,000 people and counties that lie within an urbanized area, as a Phase Two city, the city of Stillwater must maintain a comprehensive stormwater management program that addresses six minimum control measures. So, that's wow, one. this
0: is very detailed. Yeah,
1: public outreach and education is one. Public participation and involvement. Three is illicit discharge detection and elimination. Four is construction site stormwater runoff control. Very important. Five is post-construction management and new development and redevelopment. And six is pollution prevention, and good housekeeping. So I didn't know all that existed about stormwater.
0: Yeah, that's a lot going on there. So we need to bring in our stormwater management expert, Zach Henson, welcome. Hi, thank you. All right. Well, to get started, we start with a lightning round of
1: some random but revealing questions. Are you ready, Zach? I'm ready for it. All right, let's do it. All right, so Zach, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are the three people you want on your team?
2: I would want my wife and both of my kids, because I'm training them to be little ninjas, and my (laughs) wife is absolutely ruthless, and she loves watching the zombie shows and movies, and she knows all the tricks. She knows all. She's ready. Yeah, you know, you walk in and have a conversation, and just out of the blue, she's like, you know, I think we need a machete. And it just doesn't make any sense, but she's ready for it. She's She's ready.
0: ready. So how are your children? How old are they?
2: Right now they're four and two. And, and they're
0: so, trained to, to well, survive. The, the two year old
2: <laughs> I mean he he's kind of like the Hulk. He just runs yeah. around smashing everything with yeah. boot strength. I had so one he's, of those. Yeah, he's yeah, he's good. And and then my four year old daughter took martial arts and she's mm-hmm. in gymnastics and so uh very physically fit and do they and understand
0: do the apocalypse
2: no we yeah. haven't no don't, we don't, don't we understand. don't let them watch anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, the
0: walking dead introduction starts at five. Oh, there you oh, go yeah yeah because uh, that because my kids would be totally into it my daughter uh who's 23 she would just be like oh i will be the one the first i will sacrifice myself for you but my son i would hang out with him because between the two of us we would make it to nice. to the to the bitter end. Because
1: both of you are like we're yeah. not stopping for anybody. Yeah. Blood my, don't matter.
0: My my husband's and... too methodical. We'd just leave him behind. He, he has <laughs> he has skills, but God, he's slow. You know, it would be you know. I <laughs> you would, don't have time. Yeah, we you don't gotta have time. Go got, got to move. Got to move. <laughs> Terry would wake up yeah, in the morning and you'd be gone. Yeah, Nick, Nick and I are just we would be ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> Nick probably has a machete. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he he's prepared. I
2: do too now. Yeah. She like, made she made she, sure she, I had one. So. <laughs> it's
0: a good wow, argument. I feel very
1: <laughs> under prepared for this. You're probably maybe. yeah.
0: Sasha it's just gonna be. Sasha's got a,
1: Sasha's got a storm bag. So we have to leave, she'll be fine. That's awesome. about it.
0: Okay, zombies. I love it.
1: <laughs> okay, Zach. So tell us three things we'd see when we walk in your office door.
2: Um, I'm always an outdoors kid, love being outside, so I, I find all kinds of things. I think anybody else that just wanders off in the woods probably mm-hmm. can relate to this. But uh, whenever I used to work in New Mexico, I came across a lot of elk antlers mm-hmm. that they yeah. would shed off mm-hmm. annually. And so I collected as many as the, of those as I could. I've got two of them uh, hanging above my computer. As anyone would, as 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 you do, most people immediately walk in and call me a murderer, and I have to explain (laughs) to them that no, they shed them, and I picked them up off the ground. I'm a scavenger. Yeah, scavenger. Um, The one thing that probably freaks people out more than anything is that I have a a giant wasp nest that I I took when uh, doing some work for my parents' house. Found it in the attic, and I actually assuming it's empty. It's, yeah, of live, yeah. yeah, and there's no live wasps. Um, so it's hanging from the ceiling right as you walk in. Um,
0: and that's a message?
2: Nah, <laughs> it's kind of a funny joke to me yeah. anyway. I kind of snicker whenever I see people's faces. Yeah. Um, especially I've got a few actual wasps that I super glued to it, so it looks oh. like it's active.
0: Okay, we're gonna have to uh, filter it again. Yeah, in, I guess.
2: yeah. Um, and the only other thing that uh, might really stand out is I've got liquid mercury, a little jar of liquid mercury. Again, um,
0: zombie apocalypse—you never know. Y- right? Yeah,
2: yeah, you know who knows what I would do with it, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm
0: sure it's useful.
2: It's gotta be.
0: It's gotta be. <laughs> At least
2: for entertainment, put yeah. it in your bare hand with no gloves and I play think with liquid it would mercury. Have
0: an effect on zombies. We need to test it.
2: There's, All right, a well, case
0: study waiting to happen. The
2: city hall has a basement. We can turn it into a lab. We
0: should. We just just don't need to tell Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we learned a little bit about you. So let's go ahead and uh, start the real interview at this point. And um, so you've said you're an outdoor kid. And so I'm assuming that kind of had an effect on the career path you've taken. So how do you you go from, you know, just outdoor kid to stormwater? What's the progression? Um, career?
2: progression. Yeah, like, you know, I, I spent all my time, we lived out in the country growing up, so I spent all my time out in the woods playing. And uh, you know, whenever it came time to go to college, I wanted something that would keep me outdoors. I didn't Barrage. want to sit behind a desk all the time. Um, so I ended up with a, a degree from OSU in natural resources, ecology, and management. And that was really kind of a, a really broad mm-hmm. uh, scope of outdoors, you know, biology, yeah. chemistry, uh, wildlife, ecology, things like that. Um, and I originally, once graduated, uh, I went to Colorado and, mm-hmm. and worked for a private environmental company, and stormwater was a portion of what I did uh-huh. with them. Um, and of course, Colorado, the regulations are much stricter mm-hmm. than they are here. Right. Uh, you know, the EPA regulates a lot of it, but they also allow the states to be more mm-hmm. strict with uh-huh. their regulations. So Colorado was, it was a really, really big deal up there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, we're starting to catch up to it here in Oklahoma. But, um, so that's where I got into stormwater and then coming, moving back to Oklahoma to be closer to family. Um, I already had the experience in uh-huh. that and, uh, saw some opportunities to work. So I went to work for, uh, the department of environmental mm-hmm. quality and then just got into the municipal realm. So, right.
0: So, cause there are a lot of opportunities. And as you said, the, reg- mm-hmm. uh, the regulations are, uh, kind of changing how cities do business. Absolutely. Um, so, um, so was there anything when you first started here that surprised you about Stillwater's drainage systems or but you um, are you are you already lived around
2: yeah you know living here um, whenever I was in college uh, you know even going to college nobody ever taught about stormwater yeah. it wasn't something that I encountered in any way even uh, in
0: the, your field
2: right yeah right in the environmental field it just never really came up uh, didn't learn about it until Colorado so whenever I came back you know I was I, I knew it wasn't going to mm-hmm. be uh, is huge of a, of a issue for right. for a lot of people and it would kind of be one of those items that you know if there's time and money for it we'll deal mm-hmm. with it a little bit but uh i think the, the most surprising thing was just um the lack of awareness uh-huh. of it you know most people right. just think it's just rainwater and drainage and it goes it, somewhere you know it all goes somewhere and it's amazing the kind of stuff that it picks up mm-hmm. as it moves across the land and, and the amount of pollutants that actually go into it so
0: can you give me an example
2: um, well, just thinking about, you know, streets here in Stillwater, we've, you know, the streets are a are primary conveyance for stormwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really think about it a lot. But if you think of all the oil drips coming off of cars, um, radiator fluid, uh, transmission fluid, and then right. brake dust, which has a lot of heavy metals in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's amazing how much that accumulates. You know, and you then it goes
0: of- from the street to the storm water, to the stream mm-hmm. and downstream that's someone else's water. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Everybody affects everybody mm-hmm. when it comes to water. It doesn't stop it at the political limits. Yeah. You know, it's, we affect everybody downstream of us and then everybody upstream mm-hmm. um, has an effect on us. So,
0: right. So, um, so I imagine you're, you're very busy with a lot of different activities, but the recent flooding did, how did that impact your job and, what, what are your thoughts yeah. in general about that?
2: Quite, it, it impacted me quite a bit. Um, so floodplain management and stormwater management are really closely tied. Mm-hmm. You're both dealing with water. Stormwater uh-huh. management is a little more of the quality aspect uh-huh. of it. And then floodplain, you're dealing with the quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recently charged with being floodplain administrator just a few months before mm-hmm. May. So it, it, uh, you know, I was aware of floodplain management, but I didn't know all of the intricacies Uh with FEMA and the requirements. And so that, that was a struggle to get caught up really Uh fast to, to be able to deal with that. Um, so right now we're dealing with a lot of the damage claims and everything uh, of that nature and dealing with homes that were built before the FEMA regulations, mm-hmm. that now have to be brought up to code because mm-hmm. they're having to, to renovate them and repair all of the damages, so.
0: So so, w- so you work closely now with FEMA? Is that, how, do, how does that relationship work? I
2: wouldn't, I don't really deal with FEMA directly. So you the,
0: pl- but what does a floodplain manager do?
2: Well, we have to, we interface with the public, basically. Or I say we, it's it's me. I interface with the the public. Um, We have several people that are Mm -hmm. well-versed. So I say we because that includes several other staff Mm -hmm. members here. Uh, Primarily dealing with the public. Everyone wants to know if they're in danger, if they're required to have Mm -hmm. floodplain insurance or just flood insurance policies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get a lot of questions on what do we have to do to lower our rates? Because it's all... the 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 fema program is is primarily designed for insurance purposes Uh um that was the whole point of them establishing these is because they were spending millions and millions of dollars fixing people's homes when they were flooded and so now they put these requirements in to kind of help protect these homes and Uh and make sure that they're built to standards that can kind of withstand these floods Mm -hmm. coming in so um Primarily uh, looking at maps, determining whether homes are in or out of the floodplain, dealing with uh, any questions that mm-hmm. the public might have concerning their property and things like that.
0: So, um, so with the weather, uh, with the Oklahoma being wetter mm-hmm. than than normal, um, so how how would someone know? Like twenty five years ago, we we never would have got flooded, but now right. it seems like there's so much more water and rain. You know, How would I know that uh, that my house, even though it's in the same location, may be at a different risk?
2: Sure, um, we've got uh, a floodplain map, of course, that you can access from our mm-hmm. city's website. The uh, There's also a FEMA website that's their mapping service center that provides that. You can always call us mm-hmm. and you'll be directed to me and I can pull up the maps and show you if you're in or out. Um, one of the, one of the drawbacks to these maps is that FEMA does all the mapping. Um, and by the time the municipality receives the maps, Mm -hmm. they're already out of date, so to speak, because the, the river channels, stream channels are always changing. Mm -hmm. Um, there's always new development that changes how the water flows and and where it goes and how others are impacted. Um, but that would be your best bet and just Mm -hmm. realize that it's it's always changing um so even though you pull up the map and your house may not be within that designated flood zone you may still be at significant risk due to certain changes that may have occurred so it's always good to get in touch with us you know we can provide as much or as little data as you want we can give you a yes or no answer or we can say you know you're not in the floodplain but it's a good idea to get Mm -hmm. some flood insurance and Take these certain precautions to help protect you.
0: Um, Because the one thing that really surprised me, I think, with this, you know, the recent rains is how much water is on the streets. Mm -hmm. It's like, I I guess I don't really remember it being quite so. uh, Like, I live on the east side of town, and the last set of rain. Just trying to get down the highway that was so much water that I was actually wondering if I was going to hydroplane, Mm -hmm. which is not Mm -hmm. normally what I think of when I drive across, you know, across the city. Uh, And we're not even in the the high risk areas, but there was really so much water on the highway Mm -hmm. that I was actually a little bit concerned. Uh, Do you deal with that type of thing at all? i mean
2: somewhat you know um in dealing with the drainage for the streets um you know like i said earlier a lot of our streets are the primary conveyance mm -hmm. we do have areas of town where you know it drops into a a gutter and goes into a sewer system Uh, but a lot of the older parts of town it's all surface drainage on the streets and we have certain standards Mm -hmm. within our our buildings and and, uh, our code of ordinances that allow water to get to a certain level within the streets Mm -hmm. Um, they're all designed to handle the 25 what they call the 25-year event. Um, now, what we had was well beyond mm-hmm. that size of a storm. Right. So it's just a, really, it a lot of rain recently. Yeah, that that was um, the one percent. It was higher than the one percent chance, mm-hmm. which means in any given year, there's one percent chance of it being flooded to that level. Uh, we actually reached close to the 200-year in several wow. areas. So it was. It was one of those storms that uh, the ground was already completely saturated yes. from previous storms so the water couldn't infiltrate um, and it just had nowhere to go so, so
0: when the water leaves here it i guess goes down to the cimarron and then to the arkansas and then to the mississippi and into the ocean is that kind of where it's going, or am I wrong?
2: Generally, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything, all the creeks that we have here in Stillwater and the small tributaries, they all go to Stillwater Creek, mm-hmm. and then Stillwater Creek drains to the Cimarron, which then ends up in Keystone mm-hmm. Lake, um, and it goes on down the system from there, so.
0: So the flooding that they had in, like, Fort Smith, Arkansas, was mm-hmm. the result of the water that was, the rains from up here.
2: It it certainly contributed, yeah. um, you know, Anywhere that anywhere within the watershed, mm-hmm. when you talk about watersheds, it can be as small as your front yard or yeah. as big as multiple states. Mm-hmm. And you know everything that goes into that river is going to impact someone somewhere. Yeah. Um, so it definitely created some additional volume to that river, which could impact. So.
0: Because yeah. I was reading where. Uh- the Miss uh, the Mississippi beaches were shut down because of algae because mm-hmm. of all the fresh water coming out of the Mississippi. And it's like oh, it's uh, it was us <laughs> that shut those beaches down because because there was just so much mm-hmm. water. And I and I did drive um, to Tulsa the other day, and the, you know all of those creeks are still up, and the Keystone is still really high. And right. It's um, it, was, it was a lot of water, um, so. In the city's budget for 2020, uh, there's a line item for a stormwater management plan. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's you. Yes, ma'am. So what does that mean and what does it do and why should I be interested?
2: Well, uh, we talked about the EPA regulations earlier Mm -hmm. and the EPA passes that authority to the state. Well, the state requires that we have a stormwater management plan um, and it will address those six items that Mm -hmm. Megan read off earlier that we're required Mm -hmm. to do. It also requires us to have a maintenance plan and all kinds of fun boring stuff that Mm -hmm. most people probably aren't too interested in Um, we've got one that has been not well kept over the Mm -hmm. years Um, we had one that we were contracting to do with an engineering company in in the year 2000 and they provided a lot of data Uh they did a lot of research but for some reason that contract was terminated before the final product was made and so really it's, it's been a task that you know, random staff members worked on when they had the time, right. um, and it, it needs a lot of improvement. And mm-hmm. so, especially with the changing weather patterns and, and mm-hmm. the way that we're getting these big torrential rains and everything like that, we, we need to take a hard look at what we're doing and how mm-hmm. to brace and how to ensure that future generations are set up. You know, what we do now is gonna mm-hmm. impact the functionality of our system in the future.
0: So does it make sense to have the streets be the main conveyance for uh, for, for stormwater?
2: It can. and it, uh-huh. There are a lot of different variables that go into that. Um, it, it always comes down to kind of a, a cost benefit analysis. Right. Um, storm sewer infrastructure is extremely expensive to put in. Uh-huh. Um, and it always runs alongside the roads or ditch lines and things like that, but there's a lot that goes into it. And mm-hmm. so you kind of have to balance, do we want to put up with having that much water on the street maybe once or twice a year? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to spend several million dollars on putting a massive pipe there and, and making sure that it's clear all the time? So in some cases, you you absolutely have to have the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You have to spend the money and uh, reduce the risk to the mm-hmm. public. In other cases, um, you know, is, is it really wise to spend the taxpayer dollars on something that really only is affected maybe once or twice a year right so uh no, go uh, ahead yeah
1: Megan. Um, we, we talk we've been talking a lot about you know educating the public and getting them involved so what are some of the things that a resident could do just in their home that they could you know try and protect our stormwater, um, storm storm drains yeah
2: well one thing that we recently did was the the rain barrel promotion mm-hmm. and that's a great great thing um i know it seems like oh, you know how much is it really going to collect But if you look on it from a large scale, um, those things each hold 55 gallons. And if you've got multiple barrels on each house, that's a lot of the initial rainfall caught right there. Um, some of the other things really, as far as the quantity, there's, there's probably not a lot that homeowners can really do, um, to try to reduce that. But for quality purposes, keeping pollutants out, Mm -hmm. just general housekeeping, you know, make sure you don't have trash blowing around your yard. Um, check your vehicles for any leaks. Make sure there's no oil coming out. Um, it if you have pets, picking up pet waste is a big thing. And I know it sounds kind of silly. You don't want to have to pick up your pet waste in your own backyard. Uh, but when you consider all of the homes in Stillwater that have a considerable about amount of pet waste, I've got a German Shepherd, so you know I know how much he leaves behind. Mm. Um, when it rains, there's a lot of bacteria that goes into that water and can go out into the, into the streets and then, then into the creeks. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: and a big yeah. one is like the, when they mow their lawn too, right? And oh, to absolutely. Sure that those grass clippings yeah. aren't in the, that they it might seem like, Oh, that's natural. Yeah. It's nature, right? It's going to be sure. fine. But
2: yeah. Um, code enforcement does mm-hmm. issue citations for that. So there is an ordinance that, that oh. they use for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you may not get hit with it but they are out and if they see it you may you may get a may get a citation for it and the purpose of that is when that breaks down it it provides a lot of nutrients excess nutrients and that actually causes the algae growth and and other negative impacts to aquatic life and things like that so
0: because, you know, a lot of people don't realize um, that the um, street sweepers mm-hmm. kind of one of their main purposes is to keep the stormwater drains cleared because mm-hmm. you can see like after a flood or something, all the branches and leaves. And mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. all, uh, you know, stopped up, yeah. for lack of a better word. I'm sure yeah. there's a technical word for that. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, that uh, they stopped them up. <laughs> that um, works. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I am. Um, I would with the um, uh, street sweeper one day and they were showing me how much stuff actually accumulated, uh, you know, from just going along the curbs. And it was really surprising because mm-hmm. I, I didn't think they really collected that much, mm-hmm. but that's really not, they're not necessarily getting the entire street clean. They're keeping the stormwater drains clear. So. That's right. So is there anything I didn't ask you that you think we need to know about stormwater or the mm. zombie apocalypse, either one?
2: I don't. I feel like there's enough information about the zombie apocalypse okay. out there. Um, I'm, I'm, fa- I'm and I'm not I'm a professional, there. so yeah. I, you know I'm not an expert in that. How so. would the
1: zombie apocalypse affect our struggle? Yeah, let's oh. just mix it. We're gonna do a mashup here. <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're we fine. Did, we you're did it. <laughs> next time we'll
1: yeah. invite you back. So you have some time to play. Yeah,
0: yeah. Bring your wife next time. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. That'd be
2: fun. Um, no, the only the only thing, I would just encourage everybody to take a look at it, all your mm-hmm. normal day-to-day activities and think about how it could possibly mm-hmm. affect everything else around you. Yeah. You know, we're as, a, as humans, we're kind of tasked with taking care of our environment. Right. And I know that a lot of people would label me a hippie for saying that, mm-hmm. but you know, we're, we need to be good stewards of the place where we live. You know, we well, want to hand down a clean place for our kids.
0: After the flood, when you saw everyone who was affected and how... Um, I guess we got up kind of light because it could have been a lot worse with you know yeah. accidents and you know drownings and everything so in know so we actually uh, like i said i think it could have been a whole lot worse but um but these things are a little more common than they used to be this flooding are, and so yeah. we do all have a responsibility to really think about how we're affecting uh the community absolutely Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, We'll probably have you back because this is a a really big topic and you're going to be doing the uh, stormwater uh, plan and you'll probably need public input on that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, there will be a lot of public input. We'll have uh, many opportunities Mm -hmm. for the public to kind of come in and say what they feel their Mm -hmm. local problems are. Mm Uh, how they feel that the money should be spent mm-hmm. if we do get a funding source for it. So, yeah, there, there will be plenty of opportunity. And, and we encourage everybody, regardless of how small the issue is, come let us know.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Well, yeah, Thanks for having me.
2: Yes.
0: Before we go, let's take a look at the mailbox. The city receives questions in a lot of different formats, including email, social media, phone calls. So our first question is Nick from Facebook, and he asks, Do you have any idea what's going on with the power in town or when it will be restored? So, Megan. We
1: get this question a lot on social media, especially. So we actually have an online power outage map on our website where you can report outages and you can view the other outage reports around the city and track the progress of the repair. Um, You can also call the city's 24-hour utility assistance phone number, which is 405-372-3292. I think that's always important to remember is like we, you can't even, you can't always pinpoint when a power outage interruption is going to be restored and so that map is really great because it helps tell you you know we know this many people are affected a crew has been sent out and is working on it they'll post little notes every once in a while and update that so i think that's a really great way to, to keep you updated and keep and help help our crews help you right
0: and also The city social media sites are not monitored 24 hours. So if you post at two in the morning that your electric's out, nobody sees that post until the next morning. Mm -hmm. So it's really not a great way to uh, report your outage because the electric company, I mean, the electric department is not seeing that information.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so use the map or call that phone number. It's also important to make sure that the phone that you're calling from is connected to your utility account. Because when you go to, you know, and you go in and you you sign up, you have to put a phone number. So make sure you're using that phone. If not, you can, we have a little form on our website and you can make sure that that phone that you're, you would typically use is connected to your account.
0: Because whenever you call, then the system automatically says, oh, this phone number. is from this address. It's from a, this address. Mm-hmm. And it starts the process that much faster to get yeah. your electric back on. So that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nick. Question number two is Harish from Facebook. I am traveling with SWO today at Stillwater Regional Airport and wanted to know if there's a shuttle service Uh, to Stillwater from the airport?
1: That's another great question. So Oklahoma State University's bus service does come to the airport daily. Of course, fees will apply. But some of the hotels in town also offer shuttle service to and from their hotel. And there are car rental and taxi options available in Stillwater to get you to where you need to go. So you can find more information on our website at flystillwaterok.com under the directions parking and transportation tab. Awesome.
0: That's our good services and Mm -hmm. nice to know that information.
1: Well, thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. Tune in for our next podcast.